peeps, welcome to episode three of Jacked. I am your host, Jay Watt, for this official podcast of the SSBL. And we're going to cover week three of this wild, wild week that we had. Um, Pretty crazy, a lot of craziness from... Just the overall how the game works versus how the you know outcomes you know came out to be. It was a wild, wild week here in the SSBL. One that probably I think it was about a fifty-fifty split for most of the predictions that we saw for last week, and we'll go ahead and get right into it. I mean the this this first game. This first game that we had, Moonshots, Gauchos, this was just an absolute clinic by the Gauchos squad. Home run after home run, it felt like, for the first few innings. It died down, similar to their game against the Knights, where you know that back half of the game was kind of, you know, nothing really happened. It could, be, could have been a worse, uh, even worse result for the Moonshots in terms of runs given up. They only give up 13, which is one less than the Gauchos scored last week. Um, the Gauchos are just on fire right now, um, heading into such a massive, massive game here um, this week versus the uh, the Retrievers, which we'll get into later. Um, just an absolute clinic. I mean, it, it was expected um, expected outcome here uh, against the Moonshots, 13 to the final score. We head into the second game. Now, this one was the first one that kind of rocked the predictions for everybody. The High Rollers take on the Mythic at Founders Field. And the Mythic just found a way to get the bats going, to get runners moving, and to get into that double-digit spot. In the score column for the first time this season. Going into this game, the Mythic had scored two total runs. They scored 10 in this one. They had given up, though, five heading into this game. They did give up five. So they're on, you know, nice, nice, solid. They're giving up 10 total runs in three games. You know, not too shabby. For this young mythic squad, but it brings them to one and two, and that's and the thing is, is that Galaxy Division so far this season, and as we head into divisional play, which we'll talk about uh, later in this podcast, we'll we'll go into that. But this, these wins are mat they they matter so freaking much. They have an uphill battle uh, here in week number four. As they take on the Bombers at home, though, so can they maintain um, some momentum at home against the Bombers squad? Um, that'll be a tough one. They Mythics currently sit Mythic currently sit at one and two, but that's just one game back of a tie between the Wildcats and Angels at the top of that division. So <clears throat> Mythic put on an absolute clinic for, and, and you know, kind of like a nice coming out party. Uh, of who the Mythic really are, what their offense can be, what their pitching can be. Um, and this this was just a great, great overall team win uh, from this Mythic team. It was uh, a blast to be on the commentating side of things 
uh, for this game. High rollers then fall to two and one on the season. Um, heading into their final game against the Angels um, in on week four, day one. We head into <laughs> we head into game three of day one, and oh my gosh, this game, this game, so far is probably. I mean, looking at it is is you know I'd probably say this and maybe Liberty Vikings are probably up you know in that um, that realm. Obviously, the, a no hitter is, is is extremely exciting and you know game with the 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 year kind of caliber. But this one, this game, Knights Dragons would probably be you know at the very bottom of the list on you know potential game of game of the year candidates however that was not the case in this one as the knights you know then the knights were showing some fight and grit in them um but the dragons and more so not just the dragons noah walker showing up you know he had that you know botch that did not help them late in the game and then he comes back around Hits one just fair down the right field line and gets into the corner, which is such a tough spot to to field, especially from that right field side. You know, gets into that corner. The runners are going to round the bases. I had no words as to what was coming, like truly happening. I mean, the throw was not in time, but it was, you know, it was such a, a an insane play. Uh, and also the story of just Noah Walker struggling um, defensively and costing the Dragons to then redeeming himself uh, with a walk-off. And I believe that might be our first actual walk-off here in the SSBL this year. Um, actually, no. The Angels... Did the Angels walk it off? Yeah, the Angels walked it off. So the second walk-off um, here in the SSBL this season. Um Wow, only two walk-offs. That's interesting. And none of them being a home run. Sacrifice, you know, suicide squeeze from the Angels and against the Sparrows, and now, you know, an RBI base hit um, against uh, the for the Noah Walker and the Dragons against the Knights. Scary time for the Dragons, though. Scary time for the Dragons. Uh, Fisak was probably, you know, he might not have any nails left on his on his fingers. Um, I, you know, stressful, stressful times uh, during that game for the Dragons. But they come out on top. They move the two and one. They're just one game back of the Gauchos in the Evolution as they head to the uh, you know the last week of con- uh, the first part of conference play, heading into divisional. <clears throat> Moving on to the next few days, you know, Serpents ball players. You know, to me, this was a Serpents win through and through. I did not really anticipate the ball I anticipated a fight I did not anticipate the ball players to win this one I just think the serpent squad is such a much stronger squad overall ball players look good on paper but the thing with the ball players is execution it's just they the ball players team has all the pieces to to be a an, a, a scary squad but it's the execution they can't they, they just don't execute you looking at their first game of the season they beat the unicorns which is a great win they win to nothing they shut them out 
and they have a tough you know this has been a tough three weeks here for the ball players i mean you play the, the unicorns in week one they you you get that victory you play the wildcats in week two you lose to them which it's the wildcats so it's you know kind of an, an expected loss but then you go to serpents and that's another expected loss they get you know a little uh, a maybe and this is a maybe freebie win against the sparrows in week four this week but the ball players and serpents you know to me serpents that was an easy easy win an expected win more so um and as that's just my overall view of this of this contest serpents are just the serpents they're they're they have their first tests here in week four as they face on the stingers and these two teams are the final two undefeated teams so after week four we will only have in the epic conference one undefeated team so one undefeated team will be remaining after week one i mean week three or no week four gosh i can't even pick figure out the weeks week four we'll only have one undefeated squad in the epic conference moving on to game two of uh of day two the lumberjacks the lumberjacks absolutely annihilated the retrievers annihilated this is not what i expected from this game i expected this to be a close game but on the but the winning result being on the retriever side and that's where it gets really confusing where it's like what happened to this retriever squad at home against this lumberjack squad which if you think about it you know retrievers get a very easy win week one week two was not the easiest victory they had to come from behind down for nothing and you know defeat the dragon so that that was very much a loss at that point <clears throat> but they turned out you know get the win but now they fall they fall to two and one which could like i said could very have been a, a one and two you know result but that was not the case um they did get the victory against the dragons but they lose big time to the lumberjacks big time and i don't even know i don't know if that says more about the retrievers or more about the lumberjacks lumberjacks sitting you know now at two and one tied with the express at the top of the legends division but i think it really shows that with a true like regardless of age the lumberjacks are here to play and they played against the defending champions at a championship caliber you know overall they just played like champions against this against this team they played like they know what they're doing the bats were on fire it was just an absolute clinic uh, once again, it was just a clinic week, it seems like, uh, especially in these first two days. Um, as we move on to the next game, Stingers Sparrows. I mean, the Stingers just showing what the Stingers are capable. Like the Stingers are here the, to play. They, you know, start slow with a, you know, come from behind victory in week one. They throw the first ever no hitter in SSBL history in week two, and then they come out against the Sparrows, who the Sparrows have been, you know, despite you know their their record now of one and two i mean they 
beat the Mythic 4-2, which was unexpected. They just narrowly lost to the Angels on a suicide squeeze. And then, you know, they get, you know, demolished here 8-1 to one against the, the, the Stingers. But the Sparrows are not a team to take lightly. They're going to be that team here in the Epic Conference. Do I think they're going to make playoffs? I don't necessarily think so. Um, but they're going to be that team that's going to be a nuisance. The team that's going to cause an upset. The team that's going to just cause an absolute pain in the sides of all these teams that are trying to compete for a playoff spot in the Epic Conference. Moving on to uh, day number three, Express Walkers, man. I mean, what is, like, the Express Squad is, let me, how do I word this? The Express Squad is confusing. Let's just say that they're confusing. I don't even know how to describe this team. Yes, they get the victory against the Walkers, but it's a three to two victory against the Walkers. This wasn't an easy win. It should have been, but it wasn't. I mean, where they've now had th three games, all one run ball games, and they've lost one of them. 3-2 to the wrong fielders. They beat the overdrafts in week 1-6-5. They beat the Walkers here now 3-2. They, it's just one run ball game after one run ball game. They can't get a cushion. And that's what's going to be scary heading into divisional play, heading into interconference play. Once we get down, you know, further after the, um, the divisional weeks uh and, and that's where it gets gonna kind of scary for the express the express take on the liberty this week uh it'll be a challenge for both squads in that one and we'll get into that a bit later and that's where you know i think this express squad facing the liberty it's going to be a, a close matchup but that's where i think it's truly going to be all right like what what is this express? Who is this express squad? They need to really come out and show who they are um, against this against this uh, Liberty team who's sitting at three and zero. They move on to the next game, man, and this one was just uh, you know, uh, kind of like a heartbreaking defeat. Um, as the Bombers started off three, it was a three nothing ball game. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, in the ninth inning, it just, it just fell apart, fell apart, you know, base hit after base hit, you know, RB, a two RBI single, uh, gives the, the angels the lead at four, three, and then the kind of dagger by Emily Princess, the line shot to center, gets over the wall just barely, bounces over the wall more so. And that's when, you know, that's just like, it was the nail in the coffin there for the Bombers. They do end up getting the one run off the home run. Um by Ferris Irons, but I, 
the Bombers just kind of collapsed. Feels Goodman had a great a great game. Gave up five hits, struck out six. But you know, it, it was it was Dixon. Dixon who just came in and just fell flat on his face. And that's you know, that's the that's what I mean, it, it's a it's a heartbreaking loss to the to for the bombers to the angels now they're both tied at two and one in the conference you know angels tied with the wildcats at the top at two and one um in their division high rollers and bombers um they <clears throat> are tied two and one as well it was just it was just a sad sad win i mean sad loss excuse me again uh for that um for that bombers squad um just a heartbreaking, heartbreaking um, game. And then we move on to game number three. Wrong fielders, Liberty. And wrong fielders had the the lead here as well. Um, they had a, let's see, I want to say it was a 4-3. Yeah, 4-3. It was a back and forth for that first few, first few innings. So it was a 4 Three is when the wrong fielders took the lead off the bat of Trudy Fruity. Um, and then the, you know, the comeback here from the, this Liberty squad, um, things start, you know, coming back, they tie it up at four, uh, in the bottom of the fifth. And then, you know, kind of stays stagnant until we get to, um, that ninth inning uh actually no extras excuse me this is an extra inning game um and we had the what was supposed to be a home run home uh not home run as we and this is was a reoccurring situation um in the ssbl this week as manny musgrove's hits one to left it hits off the top of the wall but apparently does not count as a home run he gets a double nonetheless. Libby Sickly comes in and then walks it off um, uh, with a what I would call a double, an RBI double uh, to uh, left center field. Gets to the wall. Liberty win on a walk off. And this was, you know, a great game. Another one of those, you know, game of the year kind of candidates. Back and forth to start. Ties it up at four. Stays like that for a while. And then we go to extras. Um, great game overall. Um and Liberty move on to three and zero. Not something that we expected here in the SSBL, but that's just kind of how the SSBL works. Anything can happen here in the SSBL. Um, moving on to uh, day four, we'll go ahead and start with the ESTV game of the week, actually, because that's how the actual order came to be. Unicorns, Skulls of Rocks, both of them looking for their first victory of the season. Um, Unicorns looking for their first runs of the season. Let's just say that. They're looking for their first runs just to step on home plate. Skull's just looking to get a win. Um, you know, they faced the high rollers and, you know, struggled early. Finally found their, you know, some bats there late, but couldn't uh, get, you know, it was just too late for that. They faced the bombers where, you know, they just got the, the pitching matchup for, for the bomber. It was just bombers all day, every day. So coming into Skulls of Rock versus Unicorns, you know, for the Skulls, Ensalada on the mound, 
you'd expect something of more of a dominant performance or more of a productive performance, but this was just not the case here as they just got destroyed. Um, they just got destroyed by the unicorns. The, the bats for the skulls were flat. They couldn't really get anybody on base. The unicorns just, they, they found their footing, which was, which was good for the unicorns, especially heading into this final week of, of the part one of conference play, you know, this first half of conference play, you know, they needed that win. They could not afford to fall, especially in that division, afford to fall to, uh, Oh, and three. Uh, I mean, same thing goes for the skulls. Oh, and three is not a good look. Um, right now it's still early. They, they, you know, they have played some solid teams, they face the Wildcats for their fourth game this week as the Unicorns face the Cyclones um, for theirs. Uh, so, you know, it's a tough f- f- stretch here for the Skulls. You know, it's been a rough uh, first three weeks for the Unicorns. They get that first win uh, and move to one and two to try to battle back there in that Galaxy division, especially heading into the first three games of divisional play starting at week five. <clears throat> Moving on. Cyclones and Wildcats. The result was expected. It's, 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 it's exactly what we expected from that uh from the Wildcats squad. Um you know, started off very, very slow. We expected the Wildcats to win. But for it to be one one late in the game. And I mean late. I mean we're thinking we're talking eighth eighth. It was not until the eighth inning, Jackson Moore hits a three run home run that just gets over the wall and makes it a four one game. And that's when you know they shut them down in the ninth and get uh and get the victory. It was not the prettiest of victories. It was expected, but not the prettiest. Um, but the, against the Cyclone squad that the Wildcats are expected to win this one. And they, they came, they, you know, struggled offensively to start. Jackson Moore gets the, the, you know, the home run that wins the game. Well, you know, but other than that, I mean, the thing that I've noticed though, is there's a lot of games. It's like at least one or two games per week that we end up getting somebody with four strikeouts. Um, on the offensive side, so not not a good thing. Not 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 one of the good, you know, strikeout counts. Um, being on that side, it's just yikes, big yikes. Um, from the offense, uh, in the SSBL, there's at least I'd say, like I said, two, maybe even three games where there's at least somebody who gets the four strikeouts. Um. But in this game, Morello uh, pitched pitched great. Seven and a third, six hits, one earned, struck out nine. Um, Jar did well. Um, uh, Tiberius are serious. He um, battled back after struggling in that first, you know, that first outing um, that he had. Um, two and two thirds. He gets the win. Three hits. Walked two, but struck out four. And uh, Anti-Jar struck out ten and gave it just four hits and an earned run. So, 
a solid performance um, from them uh, to get that victory. And then heading into the final game of the week. Um, and this one, again, these are two teams where it's they are just up and down and up and down. Um, overall, the ninth inning just the ninth inning collapse uh, from Joey Chestnut. Um, it was, I mean, going into the ninth, you walk Lester PJ. He ends up getting a stolen base. Nico Baca comes up. You end up walking her. And then James Sly comes up and he hits a three run bomb to right at Shaka. And that gives you the victory four to two. And James Sly is not someone who I would have expected to hit that home run. I would expect maybe like a, you know, a Mookie, a stare or a buzz yellow or a Shiru Maya or Mia, however you want to pronounce that last name. That's who I'd expect to hit that home run, not James Sly. But anyway, James Sly get, uh, gets that three-run home run. Beltford comes in, uh, comes back out in the ninth, and just Beltford has just looked phenomenal. Let's just go ahead and say that. Um, Belford has looked great on the mound uh, for this team. Struggled in that first game, but these last two games, Belford has just looked dominant, absolutely dominant. And that's and that's just it's it's a good sign for the overdrafts. Especially heading into um week four where they face the wrong fielders. Um I mean overdrafts two and one, wrong fielders one and two. I mean this is battle of, you know, the OGs, um, two season one inaugural teams. You know, that's where this is going to be a good week, and that's what we're going to get into right now, looking ahead of this week coming up. Bombers, Mythic. This one literally can be – the Mythic can do it. They can do it. I mean, we're – you know, it's the number fours for each of these teams. So we look at that. We have – that's Fryshack on the mound for the Bombers, and that is Thompson on the mound for the Mythic. So it, this really could be anybody's – uh, this is one of those games where it could go either way. It could be like a high rollers mythic game. It could be like a serpents mythic game. Like, and that's the thing. This is going to be a very good game. Um, in my opinion, we'll see what the result actually shows. Um, moving on to the next game, retrievers gauchos. This is one that like I'm really excited for. I think this is going to be a fabulous game. I think it might, it might be close. I'm hoping it's close. I'm hoping it's not like a uh, how the Knights have. I mean, the Gauchos have been the last two weeks. Maybe it's going to be a week one Gauchos uh, showing, but I don't know. It's going to be right motor yard for this one. Retrievers and Gauchos. Um, going to be a great game. It's it's a is a must in my opinion a must win for the Retrievers. They can't they can't fall behind too far from the Liberty. And we'll get into their game for this week um, here in a few. Moving on to day, or no, the final uh, game of day one. Angels high rollers. This one is really a toss-up. This one, you know, Angels are showing some life. They're on a two-game winning streak heading into week four. 
Um, they had it close there in week one against the Serpents, just like they did last season, but the Serpents, you know, steamrolled ahead uh, uh, late there. So Angels High Rollers, High Rollers just came off that, that big loss to, to the Mythic. This is literally anybody's game here in in week four. High Angels high rollers. I expect this to one to be a back and forth um contest and, and we'll see what we'll see what uh the high rollers can do. Uh, pitching matchups for this one. Uh you have courageous moth on the mound for the angels and then you have uh for the high rollers is uh Mocha. So this one could really go any way um, and that's kind of like the tale of, of week four, day one. We had to week four, day two, and I think this first game is going to be an interesting one because I just don't know who this Viking squad is. Um, I feel like they struggle against weaker teams or they just, they end up once you get like the bullpen and T- Tammy John in particular, Looking at Tammy John, Joey Chestnut. I mean, well, if you get to the bullpen, Tammy John got rocked by Liberty. Liberty just made her look as if she was a Joey Chestnut. And Joey Chestnut just came out in this past game and gave up, you know, the loss to the overdrafts. I mean, it's just if the Walkers can get to the – or so the Vikings bats just need to be alive. If Happy Gilmore needs to have a, have a nice game – uh, Paul Boy needs to have a nice game. If the as long as the bats where the Vikings are awake and they're you know moving, moving through, you know, move, moving the line and everything, I think the Vikings take this one. But if the bats are struggling, um, then that's where you know things are going to get rough. You have time on the mound for the Walkers, and you have for the Vikings, um, Chestnut. It says that's weird. Um, we're gonna have to look into that one. Um, that's odd because this says chestnut there, but chestnut apparently, um, was, yeah, that's odd. Interesting, interesting. Let me just take a quick look here. It does show Joey Joey Chestnut as a reliever. Why would he come in as a as a reliever in that game? I don't know. Obviously, nothing we can do about it. It it the game is final. Um, yeah, it shows him as a starting pitcher in my save. Um, did he come in as a starting pitcher in that game? That's strange to me. I'm gonna pull up the vod here. It shows him as an RP. That's interesting. Why? Don't know why that happened, but it did. And it happened late and happened in a recording. We can't do anything about it. Uh, Vikings do get the win. So that's, that's, I got to figure out that situation um, for day two. But we'll go ahead and move on because that's just a mess already. We'll go ahead and move on to Sparrow's ball players. Should be an easy ball players win. They need to find, you know, get back on their feet after losing two in a row. Um, they need to get this win heading into divisional play. Um, it's just a must win. Um, must win for the ball players. They can't. They can't afford to lose 
to the Sparrows. Um, heading into game three, overdrafts, wrong filters. I mean, it's the same for I mean, same for both. I think the overdrafts, if they can get the victory, they keep themselves in the playoff or the uh, more so the division hunt. Uh, as that division gets a little bit more competitive this year uh, compared to last year, where it was just the overdrafts and retrievers going back and forth. Um, wrong fielders though, sitting at one and two, they need they need a victory there, uh, heading into that divisional play. Um, going in two and two would be nice for them. Um, oh, going in one and three, that's going to be a, a kind of a tough one. Um, a bit of a tough one there, as um, yeah, that's just uh, I don't. That divi- like the evolution division. I mean, you you're gonna play your first three games in the uh, after week four, so week five, six, and seven are your first three games of the of divisional play, and I think that's where it's uh you know you gotta win. Like you you gotta you gotta go win at least at five hundred, um, especially in that division. They start off with the dragons, which dragons face the lumberjacks. We'll get into that in just a few games. Um, here on the podcast, um, wrong, wrong fielders, dragons, and then wrong fielders, gauchos. That's one that, you know, gauchos and wrong fielders were, they fought for the division and, you know, that's, or, you know, they were fighting for the division in that plan. Wrong fielders get the victory, then take it to the dragons, you know, then, you know, history is written there. Um, but yeah, the wrong fielders needed to get that victory against the overdrafts. They can't really afford to go one and three heading into divisional play. Um, and speaking of uh, can't afford, Skulls of Rock need to find a way to beat the Wildcats. They need to be one and three going into divisional play because it's they have the Stingers, ball players, and Cyclones. And at at this rate, the Cyclones and Skulls of Rock game might be a very close game. And that's a kind of a a sad thing to say. Because on paper, the Skulls of Rock team is, is, is a pretty solid squad. Um, but it's just not who... They, they're just not showing up. If they are, they're showing up too late. Um, but the Wildcats, they also need to get this win to go 3-1 and one in that first round of conference games uh, heading into divisional play. Um, they need as much space as they can from the Unicorns in particular um and getting that win there will will do so um day uh second game of day day uh three dragons lumberjacks i mean this is going to be a close one in my opinion lumberjacks uh coming in at two and one um dragons coming in at two and one um lumberjacks can potentially um uh, actually looking at the game ahead if the Lumberjacks can get the victory there, um, they can potentially get some cushion in that division in week five as they face the Express, who right now are they are tied with, but they Express face the Liberty, which I kind of think the Liberty are going to take that game. But, you know, that's where, like I said, they this Lumberjacks team needs to beat the, the Dragons here to move to three and one. So if they fall to two and two, or even, you know, the express they fall to two and two, and the express be, defeat the, the Liberty, then you know that's the expresser up one game in in the division, and then could potentially be up two games after week five, and that's where you you can't if you're the Lumberjacks you can't afford to lose to the Dragons, 
this week. Um, you get a uh, you can you can win against the Dragons and then afford you know the Express to you know lose or beat the Liberty, but you you can't afford to lose to the Dragons this week. I think it's just gonna it might cause some issues for the Lumberjacks heading into divisional play, um, and then to interconference after that. Next up, Unicorn Cyclones. This should, and I say should, be a nice uh, second straight win here for the Unicorns. Unicorns should be able to bounce back, win this game, go uh, go into divisional play two and two, and and really just start you know showing the SSBL and showing the Galaxy Division in, in particular who they are and who they have been these past um, you know few seasons. Um, and show how dominant they truly are. I mean, they've they've struggled. They've only given up four runs. Let's just let's just say that they've they're they're one and two, but they've only given up four runs. Yes, they've only scored seven, and that was in one game. So the offense needs to wake up again, like stay awake, I guess. Um, after the Skulls of Rock win, um, but yeah, they need to stay awake. Skulls of um, Unicorns need to get this win, go two and two into divisional play, and try to you know weave their way I mean once they face the Wildcats which the Wildcats game for them um, is let's see is going to be the final week of the first round of divisional play week seven is when they play so that one should be a solid uh, solid game so they need need to get this win against the Cyclones go into divisional play at 500 uh, and try to get those wins uh, in division. Next up, another a candidate that, you know, it could have been uh, the ESTV game of the week kind of situation. Serpent Stingers, it originally was, but here's here's why. I want the people of the ESTV community, people who watch ESTV, I want them to see as many different teams as possible, especially here early. We have 16 weeks in the regular season. I would like to for them to see as many teams as possible. And so that's why the Knights and Moonshots got this week's ESTV Game of the Week because these teams are both 0-3. This is the only situation where both teams, it might even be the only time this these both these teams have a chance at being on the ESTV Game of the Week because, you know, they face each other. They're both 0-3. It's like a toilet bowl situation here. Might as well, um, might as well have that um, at your disposal. Um, so we're gonna. That's why we went with the Knights Moonshots instead of Serpent Stingers. So Serpent Stingers is basically like the SSBL kind of game of the week in, in a sense, based on just the overall. You know, I mean, there's a lot of games this week, but Serpent Stingers. That's one. You know, it's a battle of the undefeated tier in the Epic Conference. Three and O Serpents. Three and O Stingers. We're at Red Rock, and I think that's where uh, I think it's going to be a, a great showing uh, from both teams, and I'm excited for this one to uh, to get going. Um, we head to the next game, Liberty Express. This one's going to be, I think, a close game. It depends on, you know, Trailer Crane uh, and that offense. If they can just get uh, get the line moving against this Express squad, get deep into their bullpen, that's where I think this Liberty squad, Manny Musgroves as well, you know, they can, you know, pull off a, 
a victory of not just a you know a walk off win or a one round win, which they've had, you know, scores of five to four the last two weeks. Um, so maybe they can you know turn things around and get that victory that they need against this um, express squad. And and you know for for their own purpose, they go into divisional play four zero, and that's what I think Liberty really need is to have that. 4-0 spot as they start off with the with the retrievers if they're able to start off 4-0 uh you know and let's say the retrievers lose to the gauchos here in week week four um then you know that puts them two games behind the retrievers uh the retrievers two games behind the liberty heading into that game and if the liberty can upset in my opinion what would still be an upset of the retrievers if they if they can do that in week five the man oh man we we got ourselves a two a three run a three game lead in that division heading into week six which is which is something wild to think about but obviously that's you know if the retrievers lose to the gauchos um which is high it's definitely possible um but that should be a really good game moving into the estv game of the week nights and moonshots I mean, at the toilet bowl game, man, this is two 0-3 teams. It's a battle of who can, which of the worst teams can play the best of the worst baseball that they can play. Um, should be a good game. You know, it's you know it's at home for the moonshots at Big Sky. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's it's just a tough one to really call. I mean, Knights moonshots again, two 0-3 teams. It is what it is. Um, with that one, uh, so not really. I don't really know, have much to truly say there. I don't really know. Like the moonshots, bats don't know how to truly, you know, wake up. They get a couple of hits, and that's just about it for the game. The knights, the the knights, you know, got close to winning against the dragons, but like, is that the same? Are we in the same situation? Like, are they still gonna show up? And you know score runs and you know have solid pitching performance i don't like that's the thing i don't know um one team will be moving to one and three one will be moving to zero and four that's all we have to truly say about that which quickly we'll look into the um kind of where the picture is um in each of these divisions currently sitting at the one seat is the gauchos in the heroic conference uh liberty sitting at number two seed so uh, obviously, we're just in week four, about to start week four, so you know, very still very early in this first uh, quarter, as I should say, of the SSBL regular season. So the first quarter of the season is almost done, um, and right now the Gachos and Liberty have that first round by potentially um, if playoffs, let's say, started today. Um, looking at the number three spot, Lumberjacks, who uh, are the um, number one team in that uh, Legends division, um, they're number three. Uh, retrievers number four dragons five and overdrafts uh actually no i think it should be flipped um if i'm not mistaken because of just run differential so it would be overdrafts five and uh dragons sitting at um sitting at six based off of just run differential actually no let me look at this uh, retrievers would be number six or number five overdrafts would be number four so swap the overdrafts and retrievers four five dragons still at six 
based on run differential. That's how that went. That I'm just doing it based off that. Um, outside looking in, Express two and one, Vikings and wrong fielders one and two. It's kind of it. Um, then the O and three teams, Moonshots Knights and Walkers. <clears throat> Epic Conference, only one undefeated team over here, or two undefeated teams, excuse me. Um, we have the uh, Stingers and Serpents, 3-0. and um, Stingers have the number one spot currently. Serpents sitting at number two. Wildcats, who lead that division um, by run differential. Um, Wildcats um, are number three. Heading to the other side, number four would be the Bombers and High Rollers. It's It could be swapped. They both have an already a four. We'll, we'll just put Bombers at four. It doesn't matter because they would play the same four and five seeds for the bombers slash high rollers and then that sixth seed um the angels sitting at two and one so unexpectedly sitting in the playoff picture currently and then we have four teams at one and two and then two teams at oh and three so this week's gonna be crazy i'm excited for it um but thanks for tuning in to jacked um after on the our next episode we will be revealing the mvp race uh, as well as Pitcher of the Year race uh, for both conferences. So make sure you tune in next week uh, for Jacked. Because it's going to be a good one. It's going to be exciting. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up this week and what what happened this week. But then we'll go in, we'll dive deeper into what that MVP and playoff or Pitcher of the Year race looks like. So my name is Jay Watt. We'll see you guys next week for the fourth episode of Jacked. Keep on rigging, everybody. <laughs>